Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. This is Zach Van Norman with Once Upon a Fan bringing you our weekly podcast. And, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Hood. Hello, Amy, darling. Hello, darling. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. It was uh, a bit of a sad <laughs> day here in Seattle today. Um, there was a, a local news helicopter crashed, and, like, right by the Space Needle, um, the, the news building itself, like the actual news station, is located directly across the street from the Space Needle, so it was normal for it to be in that area, but uh, it was trying to take off, and it crashed, and two people were killed. And, uh, oh. Very sad. Um, the Seattle community is really kind of tight-knit, um, and our local news teams are actually, like, really important in our community to us. So um, nobody that we know, we didn't lose any newscasters, but uh, we lost a pilot and a photographer, and it is kind of scary for, from a personal point of view just because um, I'm going to school for video production and I could potentially be in a job like that one day. So, um, you know, it does kind of make you realize, you know, the hazards of your job in a, in a new way. You don't really worry about that kind of thing when you're in class learning, um, you know, right. or, or shooting something out in the city. So it was uh, – a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit of a reality check for a lot of us, and we were talking about it in class today. And so, yeah, just kind of, kind of a sad day in Seattle. But I don't want to bring everybody down on the podcast because we've got a lot of exciting, happy stuff to talk about with the show and news and stuff like that. So let's get right on into that, everybody, shall we? I'm just moving into a happier direction. Okay, cool. So um, we've got a lot of news. And so the first news item that I want to bring up is that Today, uh, March 18th, is our editor here at Once Upon a Fan. We have an editor. His name is Gareth Hughes, and he lives over in the U.K., and he is the one who started this whole thing, the website and, you know, the kind of community that's grown up around it, and it's just grown by leaps and bounds so much, and today's his birthday, so we want to wish Gareth the happiest of birthdays. He is such a dear, close friend and brother in my heart, and... Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I just want to wish him a really, really happy day. He's an amazing man. Definitely. We are so oh, grateful to Gareth. He's the one that put together everything that Once Upon a Fan is, and none of us would be here or have really, you know, had a chance to be a part of this big Once Upon a Family that we've developed if it weren't for him. So definitely wishing him a huge happy birthday. Yeah, um, just for some background information on everybody who's listening, you know, if you're new to the site or, you know, maybe you just don't really know because, you know, these kind of details can kind of get lost over time. Um, none of this would be happening, like Amy said, the website, um, this podcast, none of it would be happening without Gareth and his his interest in setting up the site at first and then continuing to maintain the website over the last few years. So um, he is our leader and the man with a plan and just love him to death and met him in November when we were all in Florida. And Amy, I know you didn't get the chance to because you, you had to leave suddenly and you were 15 minutes behind him, but um, you still know him a little bit. So yeah, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, yeah, I, I was running late and he had to go and got a chance to leave earlier than he had to. So I did miss him by about 15 minutes. So Definitely was a little bit sad about that, but very, very grateful I got to get together with the rest of you guys. So just big, big, big happy birthday to Gareth. We love you tons and tons and tons, darling. Absolutely. All right. And then we've also got some uh, some very, 
very exciting guest star casting news from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland this week, and I believe that Amy has that news story for us. I do. We're going to talk about that in a second. I do just want to let everybody know if you are having trouble getting into the chat room, keep refreshing. I'm still having trouble myself. I can't get it to open. Um, we've had these issues before, so just keep kind of refreshing the page, and eventually the chat room will open for you guys. And as soon as I'm in, I'll let you know. I'm not sure. I think Zach is already in, but I'm not able to bring it up just yet. But anyway, this time in Wonderland is going to be called Heart of the Matter. And this is the episode where, kind of a spoiler, but kind of not, because all the ABC promos are out about it already, and it's in commercials, and they're talking about it. But this is the episode where we get not only to go back to Storybrooke, we know that Alice and Cyrus are going to Storybrooke, which means we might see some of our favorite Once Upon a Time characters as well. But also, this is the episode that Cora is coming back for. So Barbara Hershey has filmed, and this is the episode where she will be in. So we are thrilled, over the moon, beyond excited that we get to have Cora, the Queen of Hearts, back, and she'll be in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland again this Thursday. And for those of you who saw this week's episode, it has taken a pretty dark turn. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but Teddy and Adam, the creators, even mentioned with Once Upon a Time that they were about to get very, very dark and very sort of twisted. And I think we definitely saw that in Wonderland this week, too. So we're excited to see the Queen of Hearts and how she plays into the story with Will and Cyrus and Alice. And especially, I'm hoping that we get some background from Alice's first trip to Wonderland. I would love to see Cora, the Queen of Hearts, interacting with little girl Alice and see how the once version of that plays out because Cora was not very nice at all. So um, I oh, I see Angie's here. I have the chat room open now where I can see it. So Zach is here and Angie's here. So those of you who weren't able to get into the chat room before, you can get in now. And if you just refresh it, it'll jump right back in. And yay, we're missing Peter Pizza. So I'm hoping he'll be along soon. He always joins us in the chat yeah. room. Peter, where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> Peter, you're late. Late, late, late. You're very important. A very, very important date, sir. All right. So, um, and of course, I want to say hello to everybody else who's listening. And please join us in the chat room if you like. It's blogtalkradio.com slash once upon a fans. And then there is the option for the chat room in there, too. So please join us. We would like you to, uh, to uh, hear the show. And if you want to call in and share your opinion on something, please do. It's 347 677 1653. I see Rose Mason just joined us. Hi, Rose. Um, I know I've interacted with her on Twitter before. So, yeah. All right. And so the next bit of. Uh, of oh Amy, there's a secondary part to uh, this week's Wonderland episode with, uh, with some action that's going on there. You want to tell everybody about that too? With this, what the one that's coming up? Yeah, the crossover. Oh yeah. Well, I mentioned it a little bit. I know. I don't know exactly who we're gonna see, but we are definitely going back to Storybrooke. And there's been they've even promoted it. And I know I saw a picture that 
<laughs> ABC put out, and it's not a spoiler because we already knew they're going to Storybrooke, but I saw Red uh, Camaro drive by Alice and Cyrus, so I'm kind of hoping maybe we'll get a peek at some of the other characters from Once Upon a Time. Maybe they'll get to interact. And <clears throat> excuse me. after the big reveal on Wonderland, one of them from this week, where they confirmed that the Red Queen is, in fact, Anastasia, Cinderella's stepsister. I would love to see some interaction between her and Cinderella now. Yeah, me too, very much. Um, I can't, oh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see if they come across each other. Oh, my God, I can't wait. It's going to be really good. I think it's going to be a really good episode. Um I love Barbara Hershey as an actress. I can't stand Cora the character. I think she's horrible. So um, even though that's the case, um, I've always felt that the Queen of Hearts needed to be on Wonderland, um, just from you know a Disney point of view, you know Disney fan point of view, and also from a fan of Lewis Carroll's books. So um, I'm very excited that you know she's going to be there, and um, yeah. So I can't wait for the crossover too. I think it's going to be really exciting and. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully and did you see that interview with Sebastian Stan? Someone asked him. Sebastian Stan plays the Mad Hatter, which oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, very interesting. Right now, he's busy promoting uh, the Winter Soldier, the new Captain America movie, but that's coming out on April fourth, which means they've been sure. done filming <laughs> for over. Yeah, I know. The day after my birthday, so they've been done filming for over a year. But he, they asked him about it, and he said he would never say never, and that he, you know, he kind of implied he'd definitely be up for coming back as a hatter. So, I mean, even with something cryptic like that, I wouldn't rule out seeing him on one of these last episodes of Wonderland, even if it's just for a few minutes. So, I mean, I would love Oh, I would to. love it. I would love it if it was like a surprise cameo that nobody saw coming, that they didn't announce or anything like that. I would love it. Me too. Yes, so good. What's up, right. Yeah. So lots of Wonderland. Oh God, Wonderland's coming to an end, and I'm, and I'm sad. But did you notice though? I just want to point one thing out for all the listeners out there, and, and to you too, if you didn't notice, in the press release for the final episode that they put out, uh-huh. it says it it says season finale. It does not say series finale. It says season finale. So I just want to point that out because I find the wording of that to be very interesting. I did notice that. I also noticed some other things. I almost wish I hadn't read the the uh, press release. I, yeah, me then, too. I don't normally read them, so I was kind of surprised. Me too. I only read to see, you know, if there was a hint about whether or not it was going to be series finale because ABC is still not officially given the word, because they have kind of acknowledged dueling was a big part of the problem as far as ratings, but I looked at it specifically for that reason, and there are uh, some spoilers in there, so just FYI, so you guys that don't like spoilers either, uh, don't read that press release for the final episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, um, let's move the news right along because we need to get it all wrapped up so we can talk about this week's episodes because we're running out of time. So, all right, um, next we've got some news about some conventions. Uh, Sean McGuire is going to be joining Rebecca Mader and uh, Lee Ehrenberg and Lana Priya at the SpookyCon convention. 
um, which is coming up in a couple of months. Uh, and I think that Amy actually might know a lot of details on that for a personal reason. Amy, would you, uh, would you happen to know some details on that, love? I do, and I'm so excited. I am actually attending along with other Once Upon a Fan staff. I know Maury is coming with me, and we're going to have some coverage there. But we are attending SpookyCon, and right now we are working on scheduling our interview with Lana Faria. Uh, we're going to try and schedule one with uh, Rebecca Matter. I keep wanting to call her Bex Matter. Like she's my best buddy in the world, um, even though I've never met her. <laughs> So we're trying to get one scheduled with her. Um, I would love to get a chance to talk to Sean McGuire and uh, Lee Arenberg as well. Um, I know that uh, some other interviews for other conventions are being worked on, though, for them, so I'm not really sure if we're going to cover those there. But I have been in constant contact with the Spooky Empire people, and we are uh, definitely – getting together some interviews. Pat Carroll, who, who did the voice of Ursula in The Little Mermaid, was just announced today that she's going to be there, and I adore her. And last year when she was there, I heard she read the ghost host lines from Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite ride on the planet, and I, uh, uh, I just can't wait. I hope she does it again this year. I know she's not on Once Upon a Time, but that's like a personal thing for me. I'm hoping to get to meet her this year while I'm there. We're still getting together uh, all the details on autograph times and all of that, but we've been in constant contact with the Spooky Empire people, and they're going to get us all that information, and as soon as we get it, we're going to get it out to you guys. We have a lot of cosplayers coming. A lot of people in the fandom are excited. Of course, our big, big convention that happens every year is San Diego Comic-Con. We barely touched on, haven't maybe hinted a little bit about, but Zach, maybe you might have, you know, a little information on San Diego Comic Con or a reason why you would have more information. Yes, I do. Um, I am very <laughs> just ecstatic and kind of still in a daze about the fact that I get to see this. Um, if you are new to the podcast, or you're maybe new to the website, or you know, what have you, um, maybe you're a long-time person. Who knows? Um, anyways, I'm very excited to announce that this year I will be returning to San Diego Comic-Con for Once Upon a Fan to cover um, basically the events that are going to be happening down there. Uh, I went last year in uh, July, and you can find all of those interviews on YouTube. You can go to uh, onceuponafans.com, and we have a whole page that's dedicated to that. Um, I'll be sharing that page out on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter um, let me see. I think it's just because it's a long web address. I would share it, but it's kind of a long web address, so I don't want to sit there and go through each thing, you know, letter individually. It takes time up. But um, you know, or if you Google it, it'll be there too. But um, I interviewed the entire main cast of Once Upon a Time, um, as well as Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, and then I also spoke with uh, all of the main cast of Once Upon a Time Wonderland and the executive producer of that show, Zach Estrin. And I also spoke with Jane Espenson um, the next day after, like, that press room. So pretty much talked to everybody that you could imagine there almost. Uh, there's a couple of people who worked at, like, Andrew Chambliss. Chambliss, I'm not sure how to say his name. And, um, you know, a couple of other people, producers, that I would love to get to talk to. But uh, that is the news. I'm going to Comic-Con again 
to bring you guys all the latest stuff for season four, which can we believe that we're already at season four? Oh my gosh, it's kind of crazy. So um, depending on how this season ends, you know, that's kind of what we'll be talking about. So very excited to get to go and bring you guys all of the all the stuff and ask the kind of questions that, you know, fans really want to know about specific episodes. So, you know, if you guys have anything now, any ideas of stuff you want to ask them or have me ask them, you know, I love ideas for questions to know what fans really want to know. So you can email us where uh, our email is O-U-A-S as in fan podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can get a hold of us that way. You can hit me on Twitter, which is at the Zach, uh, Z-A-C-H, van, like a van you drive. Um, you can find me there because I would love to love to hear from you guys on what you want to know from the cast and, you know, the producers about where things are going to go. So um, I can't believe this is happening again, Amy. I mean, like last year, for example, I was walking around and I randomly met Robert Carlyle just in the street. And there was another instance where I was walking around the convention center and there were these two women who were dressed like Ursula and Ariel from the movie. They were cosplaying. And then I took their picture, and then as I'm, like, walking behind them, you know, they see the huge billboard across the street for Once Upon a Time. And I hear one of them say, you know, oh, I should probably take a picture of that since I work on that show. And my ears perked up, and I walked around, and I said, excuse me? Did, I, did you just say what I heard you say? And she had, and her name was Jessica. And uh, she was a special effects artist who, uh, who had created not only the Curse Cloud, but also worked on the Maleficent Dragon scenes in uh, A Land Without Magic. So uh, it was just really weird coincidence that all of that stuff kind of happened. And uh, really excited to see what's going to happen this year. I really want to get everybody the kind of information that they wouldn't get anywhere else and ask the kind of things that you guys really want to know. So, um, Holy smokes, I can't believe this is happening again. I really can't. I still can't believe it happened last year, to be honest. It's still kind of a daze to me. I have to watch the interviews myself just to remember that that actually happened because it's kind of like watching somebody else's life because it's just totally surreal. Um, so, yeah, anyways, don't want to harp on that subject too much because we've got a lot to talk about. So um, <laughs> let's get into it. Oh, also, Rapunzel will be on uh, this Sunday's episode of Once Upon a Time. I'm very excited for that. They are going back to the classic roots of the story. Eddie and Adam said in an interview that they're not going with the Tangled version of it um, because Tangled is its own unique thing, and they want to kind of, you know, bring the more original tale into it because the original Rapunzel tale is actually quite dark and twisted. So uh, seeing where this season is already going, you know, it kind of is – it fits with what's going on. So on that note – Let's talk about what happened this week on Once Upon a Time, shall we? Because, oh my gosh, it was a huge episode. Um, my overall opinion of it, I actually thought that it was really, really well balanced. Um, and when I mean that, I mean that not only in terms of the flashbacks and, you know, the modern day stuff of what was happening now, the, well, not modern day, I should say, I should say present day um, stuff that was happening, um, I thought all the relationships were really well balanced. I thought everybody's interaction worked really well. Um, the story had a lot of really good beats and a lot of unexpected turns. Um, a couple of surprises, actually. So I was really quite quite happy with this episode altogether, and I, I really loved it. I fell in love with it a lot. What about you, Amy? 
I loved it a lot, too. In fact, I think I, I liked this episode even more than I liked last week's, and I loved last week's episode. I thought this episode yeah. was really, really good. And there were, I don't know, it just almost felt like, I was, I was mentioned to Beverly Elliott, who plays Granny, we were tweeting, and I said it almost, this episode almost felt like getting the band back together, you know, because we had, like, you know, finally had Granny and Team 7 and Snow, and then we had these Storybrooke sides that, you know, the way we did in the beginning of Season 1. And I just, uh, I, I love the whole feel of this episode. I think this was, like, this is what once always kind of was for me, especially in the very beginning. So I loved it. Yeah, me too. Um, it was just, re- it was just so, yeah, it was so good. And, and I just got to say again, and of course, you know, everybody loves Eduardo Castro's costumes anyway. But, oh, yes. oh, my God, that man and the dress that he made for Regina this week. Oh, my good gravy. It was gorgeous. You know, I, love I that saw dress. the promo pic of it a few days ago before the episode aired, and I had already made it into my screensaver on my cell phone. I love that dress so much. I, I want that so bad. If any of our listeners make cosplay costumes, just keep in mind how much Zach and I love the wardrobe for once upon a time. And, you know, if you're not busy or want to throw a Christmas present our way, <laughs> but we are in love with a costume. Yeah. Um, ridiculously in love with it. And that dress was just divine. So, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into specific episode points because we're running out of time here, and I want to make sure that we have time to get all of our thoughts out. So, we open the episode with Zelina, the Wicked Witch, in Regina's room, basically going through all of her jewelry. And, and I love the fact, number one, that she's got those bright green nails that go with her character perfectly. Um, mm. And, you know, she's running her hands over things. She's saying, you know, onyx, pearl. And she holds up that gorgeous necklace, and she says diamond, you know. And, and my first thought, honestly, was when she said that, you know, Regina had left all that stuff behind. My very first thought was, well, why did she do that? Like, I wouldn't have left all that jewelry behind if I was queen. I, that, I you know, best right? believe that. <laughs> because not like she would have been wearing it around Storybrooke, but she has that room in the crypt that has a bunch of her dresses and that fancy white tree in it and all that stuff, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I would have been taking all that stuff. Now, unless, unless it was the kind of thing where she just wanted to leave the queen behind and really kind of become a different person, like, personally, and so she deliberately left jewels, but she still took, like, her favorite dresses with her kind of thing, maybe? You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's maybe what happened. Maybe the purse had, like, one of those airline rules where, you know, you only get one bag. Well, she could only bring so much carry-on with her? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. She only got one carry-on, so, you know, it's just right. the very favorite things that got to go. Right. Because if she had tried to bring something else, then she would have had to pay the price by killing somebody else. Okay, cool. Got gotcha. <laughs> There you go. I the new I'm hip to it. Yep, I'm hip to it. So, and the other little thing that I want to point out about the scene that I totally loved was that as Zelina is talking about all Regina's stuff, she says, such pretty things. And I was thinking, oh, really, my pretty. It's like, that was the first thing that I thought of was the Wicked Witch saying, my pretty. So, um, I just love that that little bit of dialogue was in there. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear her say those words, honestly. It's, it's, I can't wait for the Wicked Witch, for Zelina, to say, my pretty. It's just, it's the Wizard of Oz fan in me. 
I really just I <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm just I'm really excited for that. <laughs> Definitely, me too. I, I anytime they pop in any little Oz things, I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to hear her say some of the iconic lines because you know they're going to fit them in there somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, because if they can fit in Regina's line, which we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but I don't care. If they can fit in Regina's line about, I don't care if the Lollipop Guild is protecting her, then they sure as heck are going to make sure that they put in, you know, like, I'll get you my pretty and your little dog, too. Oh, maybe she'll say it to Archie, right? Like, Uh, (laughs) maybe she'll say it to Archie and she'll talk to you about Congo. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That would be hilarious. I love that line about the lollipop guild, by the way. I was cracking up. I was like, oh, my God, I love a lollipop guild. Oh, yeah, it's a great line. It's a great line. It's, it was really funny. I laughed at it. So keep on, let's keep on going through my notes here. So, oh, then the other big thing, okay, is that for even though it was only for a couple of scenes, Red Riding Hood was back, and it totally made me feel like the once upon a time from, like, the very start was back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. I just I felt like it was really, like, the show was really getting back to its roots by having Ruby come back on the show, and I thought it was a really good move on their part. Me too. I was kind of surprised because when they, you know, definitely said the creators a few months ago that she would be back, I assumed it would be in some of the latter episodes. So oh, I me was too. kind of surprised. Yeah, well, we're getting to see her now. Yeah, I was really, I was really shocked, and it kind of, you know, it does fit with with Red being in the crowd last week. And I remember there was a, a little bit of discussion about whether or not, you know, Megan had really been on set or whether or not they had just kind of CG'd her into the scene. And I'm pretty sure, having seen this episode, that she was actually there for that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, or maybe she wasn't, and they did CG her in, because um, I don't remember, like, you think that, you know, the spoiler pictures wouldn't have been out about that, but everybody was kind of surprised. But, um, yeah, I was really happy to see Red, and then she showed up later on in the episode with, you know, giving Henry the cinnamon on the hot chocolate later on, and he doesn't remember her. Oh, God, it was so sad. Anyways, we're dropping ahead. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> I just want to point out one thing, too, because at the beginning of the episode is uh, right about this part that I'm talking about is when the flying monkey showed up and attacked them. And yeah. um, and I just want to say one thing. For, well, a couple things. First of all, the person who warned them and said incoming was Neil. And then mm-hmm. he does show up again when they're talking about, you know, the Wicked Witch and who she could be and everything else. But then the rest of the episode, like there's a scene later on in the episode where everyone is talking about Neil and where is he. So I find it really interesting that they're already making that a thing. Like they're showing him in the forest, but they're not showing him in Storybrooke. And Storybrooke. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I find that really interesting. So just wanted to be something I pointed out. But anyways, the flying monkey shows up, and Regina saves Rowan. And she turns the flying monkey into a stuffed monkey animal and then gives it to him. And I thought it was just the sweetest thing. Like, Yeah, so cute. It was kind of sad, though, too, because, like, he doesn't remember. Like, she, you know, like, it was like a, like, a callback to what it would have been like with Henry, and then he doesn't remember her, so... It just made it sad. Like, it just made it really, really sad for me. Like, Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, if she hadn't had Henry and been missing him so much and, 
you know, still was the full-out evil queen, she never would have saved the little boy, you know. She would have left Roland to get swept up by the flying monkey. So, yeah, it definitely reminded me of, you know, how much she was missing Henry, and I thought that was a really sweet scene. Lana was amazing in this episode. You know, the way that she... She didn't flat-out cry, but there were so many times where she was talking about Henry or thinking about him, and you could see you know, she teared up and gave her lines. Yes. I thought she was amazing. Yes, and Angie is saying in the chat room that Regina has come so far since season one, and Angie, I completely, 1,000 billion percent agree with you. She has had such a huge, crazy character arc, but... She has grown so much as a person. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what they've done with this character. Really, it is. Mm, definitely. She's, her, I think Emma has, too. They've both kind of grown. That's why oh, I was yeah. so glad that the whole, that, you know, the scene, we're, we're about to talk about it soon, but that, that you know, what scene I'm talking about ended up kind of being a ruse because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, come on. But, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, no, 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 don't do that. That's so bad. I have a whole thing on that. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no, no we can't do it yet. We can't do it yet. Okay. Okay. So then we get the scene where they're, where Emma is talking to, you know, Mom and Dad and Hook. And, and oh, my God, Snow is so pregnant. Can I just say that? Like, wow. Like, she is, that baby is ready. Like, that, mm-hmm. Yeah. That baby is almost ready. So, anyway. Um, and they're talking about where Hook got the message. And he said that he got the message with, you know, the memory potion that was sent by a bird. And mm-hmm. Charming actually notes that, it, that that is very much like Snow White. You know, like, you know, whoever sent it must have known, you know, well, I mean, whoever sent that bottle must have known that that would be like a Snow White thing to do because then they would, you know, they would know that automatically that they're thinking, you know, oh, Snow White sent it. So, you know, I'm wondering who exactly sent that message because it obviously has a big part to do with who cast the curse. And that's part, just the fact that we have to ask these kind of questions is what I really do love about this whole season is that it really is like a mystery in a mystery in a mystery. Like there are so many questions that we don't have answers to that, you know, like that are the pieces are all going to fall into place. Like, who sent the message? Like, you know, was it Rumble? Did he did he do it? Because um, Gareth, our editor that I was speaking of earlier, he actually mentioned that you know in a conversation that um, oh god, what did he say? Oh my god, I can't believe that my train of thought just got that far derailed. Um, oh, he was saying that since um, that you know in the first episode in the pilot when Rumple is in the cage and he's talking to Snow and Charming. He says mm-hmm. that, you know, get the, that, you know, the infant is our only hope, get the child to safety, and that the message that Hook got that said that Emma was the only hope kind of matches what Rumpel had said in his message. So, first of all, there was that option, right, that maybe it was Rumpel, but Rumpel seems to be a little bit crazy, and somehow, <laughs> just a little, and somehow in the year between you know, when she cast the curse and then when, or when Regine, when they went, okay. In the years since they went back to the Enchanted Forest and then the Wicked Witch cast the curse to bring them back, somehow she either found Rumpel or brought him back to life and is able to keep him, you know, captive somehow. So I'm not sure if he would have had time or the wherewithal to send the message or not, so I don't know if it'd be him. 
It could could have been the Blue Fairy because she made the memory potion once before. Um, it could have been, you know, Neil because I kind of, you know, and now we're getting into theories here. I kind of have a theory that in the end it will be revealed that Neil is the one who cast the curse um, to bring everybody back to Storybrooke, and he did it because he wanted to get, you know, Emma and Henry back. So I'm wondering if maybe it was him as part of his plan. You know, is Belle in on it since it looks like they're going to be working together? Was she the one? Because I just want to point out that in the town meeting, Belle said, do you know who cursed us? And I think it would be so funny if the answer to her question was herself. Um, I think that would be a really, you know, interesting plot point there. So um, there's that. And then, um, yeah, or it could have been, I mean, it could have been really, it could have been Zelina herself as like a plot to get hooked back knowing that he would go get Emma. So it's kind of a big, you know, mystery, and I don't have any ideas on who it actually could have been. Um, I mean, I don't know if anybody in the chat room has any ideas. Or Amy, what do you think about it? I don't know, but I want to be completely shocked. I would love to find out that it, in fact, was not uh, Zelina or, you know, any rumple that we expect, but that it's something else. Same way with, like, we've talked about it before. They've teased that there's a huge death coming this season. And you mentioned before how there, you know, it was kind of obvious in this episode that, Neil is around in, in fairy tale land, but he wasn't there in Storybrooke. You know, looking away from what everybody else thinks, everybody's saying, oh, it's Neil, it's Neil, it's Neil, it's going to be dead. I don't think they would have announced that there's a major death and then made such a big deal about the fact that he's not around in Storybrooke so soon into the last half of season three. You know what I mean? Yep. It seems like, it just seems like it's too obvious. You know, I, I I feel like, and I would love to be totally shocked by the death, but I am not with the majority. I just don't think that it's Neil. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I would love it if it was Neil, actually, because then Emma would have to save him. You know, she's the savior, mm-hmm. so it would kind of go hand in hand with her job. Um, but I do want to say, Angie is saying in the chat room, that she thinks it would be out of character for Belle to play a part in casting the curse. And I just want to say that I, at first I kind of thought the same thing. I thought that that, you know, there's no way that she would do that. I mean, it's Belle. You know, she's always been Rumpel's kind of, you know, beacon of hope and his strength and, you know, a sign of good, right? Well, mm-hmm. this, this is a Belle who is now post-Lacey. And Lacey was a very dark individual. And... Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that now, like, now Belle is experiencing what, you know, and she kind of has been, too, after they got back from Neverland. She is now experiencing what it's like to have to do the we are both thing, where she has to figure out how to reconcile who she was with who she was, you know, who she was as Belle with who she is as Lacey. So I think it's entirely possible that, you know, that, that showing the fact that Belle could have such a bad side could have further you know, implications and further consequences than just, you know, the temporary amnesia that, you know, Belle kind of experienced. And and to be honest, I think that it would be more of a service to Belle's character if they made that happen, because then the whole thing with Lacey wouldn't have been so inconsequential. And so maybe, you know... Yeah, you know, kind of, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just my opinion. I know that there are a lot of Bell fans out there. You may disagree with me, and that's totally cool. 
Um, but that's just what I think, because I think that it would give Belle a lot more weight and show that, you know, even she mm-hmm. is capable. Because here's the thing with that, right? They could mirror, like, they could do a switcheroo and have Rumple now be the one who has to save Belle. And who doesn't want to see that? Come on. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot yeah. of possibilities with the storyline and with the characters if they were to go that route. So I do think it would be pretty interesting. I didn't mean to talk that long about it, but I, I didn't want to make that point. No, I, I agree because I think that what we also have to look at is the fact that Belle is dealing also with a huge amount of grief right now. I mean, we haven't seen her break the end of the episode, but now she's thinking, you know, in her in her head that there's there might be a way to bring Rumple back. Her and Neil briefly spoke about it in last week's episode. So she's dealing with all this grief, and now she's latching on to the thought that maybe they can still save Rumple. So I could totally right. see it happening. Yeah, and if and you know, if if she ends up finding out, say, you know, let's say that you know, Zelina actually has, has Rumple now, okay? Or or at some point she encounters him in the enchanted forest or maybe Oz or something, you know, somewhere at some point she encounters Rumple and that's when she gets him, right? What if mm-hmm. Belle found that out? If Belle mm. found that out and realized that the only way, like maybe the only thing she could do was, you know, to save Rumple was get him back to Emma, then I don't think it's actually entirely outside the realm of possibility that she would do that. Because obviously, I mean, you know, there's, oh, my God, it's such a good mystery. I love the fact that we're even talking about it on this level. Um, but I do. I think that I think that it would be really awesome to see, all of that kind of thing happened. I just think that it would be a total switch of the characters and of the story. It would, it, and it would give, I just, I just like it. I just think that it, it would go with everything else that's kind of happening now where people's relationships are changing and characters are growing and showing that they, you know, they all have another side to themselves. I think that that would really be a good thing for Belle and would really give her character a lot more weight, as I said earlier. Like, I just think that it would, Make her. It, I think. Oh, excuse me. I shouldn't say it that way. It would make her a more complex character. That's what I want to say. Mm. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Sorry, sorry to like harp on about that, Amy. I didn't mean to like stare it in that direction, but it just <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, I just totally, you know, had that thought that it would be totally cool. Okay, so, um, and the thing with Neil too is that when they say that Neil is missing, Hook has this look. Ah, I rhymed. But yeah, Neil has or Hook has this look on his face that makes it seem like he knows where he is or something. Right. That's what I mean. And I think that they made it. That I mean, the, the look was obvious. It wasn't something that you know just happened in a fleeting moment. Like the camera kind of lingered on him, which I feel like it's trying to imply that Hook knows he's quote unquote dead so that the audience will think that. So I just, yeah, I don't think that he's going to be the the death, but I wouldn't wager money on it, (laughs) but I'm saying, I think Hope knows a lot more than he's saying. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I couldn't put money on anybody that I think isn't going to die. The only people that I would say aren't going to die are Emma, Regina, and Henry. Those are the yeah. three characters that I feel are, like, absolutely safe. To be, I kind of feel like it could, you know, anybody else might be fair game because, you know, there, if something is going to happen, like Graham's death, I'm telling you. I will, I will say this until it happens. 
they're going to do something that is so emotionally jarring. And, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed that person. They're going to do the same thing that they did with Graham because they're repeating themes that they've already done in season one and two. We have discussed this. So it's, yeah. I just have a feeling that that's what's going to happen. That's just my opinion, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, oh, and then, yeah, the Wicked Witch was in the talk. God, I've talked so much. I've got so many more notes. Okay, so then... I love the fact that Belle is the one who knows about Oz, and she even is the one who says Oz when Emily DeRavin is Australian, and the nickname for Australia is Oz. Like, yes, I love that. It was hilarious. I was I was chuckling to myself on that one. I was like, good joke, guys. Good one. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> she said she'd read and about Jane it. I was expecting her to say, I read there. Jane is fabulous. So good. Yeah, so um, I love Regina's little line where she said, the bookworm is right. It's hilarious. Um, and then when Charming is asking Regina about the Wicked Witch, and she says she's never met her, and, and Charming goes, oh, so this isn't a personal vendetta. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, I love um, your comedy digs in. <laughs> yeah, I just, I loved it. There's still lots of good zingers. They're keeping them going. I'm really, it's really witty, really quick, fast dialogue. I like it a lot. It's good. So... And then that's when Regina said, I don't care if the lollipop guild is protecting her, which is just, you know. <laughs> perfect. I just yeah. It's just perfect. It was. Like, it made me think of her line in season two when she says, I don't care if it, if the spells in the book turn me green. Remember? And we are both. I, yeah. I for me. Yeah. Aww. Which, you know, the fact, okay, I just want to say, too, that there are spells, and it was Cora's book, and Regina said she didn't care if then, you know, the spells in the book turned her green. Well, what if Cora was trying to do a spell out of that book and Cora turns Alina green, and then that's why she gave her up because she made her all ugly? Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, too, the thing, with, the thing with throwing water on the witch, like I had this thought, like this kind of daydream vision in my head of like a young, like child green Zelina on the Oz playground and all the kids are picking on her, and they're throwing water on her, so, you know, as, like, a way of tormenting her about her green skin, saying, oh, you just need to wash it off. Here, we'll help you, like, for getting tormented. Like, right? Like, or maybe, like, the oh. mom, like, their torches, like, their torches and pitchforks. Maybe that's what does it. And, like, the, it, you know, it's, just, it's not easy being green, that episode that's coming up soon, where we get her yeah. history. I wonder if we'll see something like that. Yeah. That would be harsh, because I get the impression from the interviews that we're going to see that I mean, they're they're hinting that what we see in Zelina's past is really going to make everyone feel for her, as opposed to just outright, you know, thinking she's a horrible villain. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I definitely can't wait for that one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Um, let me see. So okay, it is so sad that Henry doesn't remember anything. It is like it is. tragic. I like, that so, long. Me, oh God, me too. Although I do wonder, I have a theory about that too. Like, I wonder if they'll keep Henry in the dark until the very end, and then Regina will kiss him at some point. You know, like kiss him on the forehead, just like in passing or whatever, and it like breaks his memory curse. Like, you know, and he suddenly remembers because uh, Emma broke in season one. So wouldn't it be something mm-hmm. if you know this time Regina broke it for season three, and you know. Because remember, remember, I asked once, I I, uh, I tweeted it out, and you and I discussed it privately. In season one, right, and I want to know what everybody thinks about this, too, so write in the chat room if you want to share your opinion. Go ahead. In season one, 
when Emma kissed Henry and broke the curse, what would have happened if it had been Regina instead? Would the curse have broken? Did she really love him? That is something that I have always wanted to know. So I would love it if they do a switch on that and, you know, have Regina break his curse this time because it would show that she does truly love him and it would totally, like, be a full circle, parallel, good mothering moment, all of the feels thing. And I just, I want that. I want that emotional payoff. I think it would be good. I would love to see that, but a part of, I don't think that they'll do it that way because remember back in season one in Heart of Darkness, Charming and Snow were still each other's true love, but because she didn't remember him, when he kissed her, it didn't break that spell. So I don't know if it'll work if Henry doesn't remember her and he's not aware of the that's fact that he's loving it. Amy? Oh, that's a good Sorry. point. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's it's a good point. I mean, that that kind of thing needs to be pointed out because we got to keep all this stuff straight so that we can, you know, kind of try to figure out what's going on here. Um, but anyways, that that sucks. Though. Okay, so anyways, so Henry has just met Charming and Snow, and you know, he said they tell him that they're friends from from prison in Phoenix, and Henry asks Snow what she was in for, and she says banditry. Banditry, like it's a oh real God. thing. Was, yeah, like. Oh, my God, because, you know, we all love Bandit Snow, and that is when she was wanted, was when she was Bandit Snow. So I just love the fact, like, it, <laughs> I was I was really laughing pretty hard, actually, at that one. It was just such a great throwback to season one. I, I adored it. I thought it was great. Um, it was. Then, it oh, was so cute. So here's the other thing, too, and it, it, it what I'm about to talk about next goes hand-in-hand hand with, uh, with the, the, uh, the penultimate episode title that we got for this season. So episode 21's uh, title was revealed as Snow Drift. And, you know, which is interesting because season one in episode three, when uh, Snow and Charming meet, it's called Snow Falls. So, um, you know, what Snow Drift mean is something. And I kind of think, okay, the producers at one point said that there would be a connection between Snow's baby and Aurora's baby. And even though I hate, I honestly hate the idea, the thought of this, what if Snow Drift means that Snow drifts away from Charming and is with another man, and that's not actually Charming's baby that she's having. I don't think that that would be necessarily what they would do, but wouldn't that be a twist that, that nobody sees coming? Because also, right, get this, right, okay, okay. So when they're sitting there at the table with Henry, Snow says, and I quote, we all make mistakes, the important thing is to find a way to keep moving on. And then it shows a shot of Charming. And I thought that was very interesting. And it made me wonder if, it just made me wonder, like, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it because I already have the idea in my head. So it's like, I'm, you know, just trying to find any piece of evidence to support my theory, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, though, there there is something seriously weird about that episode title. It sounds very ominous to me. And it sounds like the kind of thing, honestly, that if, in fact, she was having another man's child, don't you think that her friend Belle caring for her friend Snow and wanting to do the right thing would cast a curse to make her forget all that time so that she just thinks that that's Charming's baby and none the wiser? Like, I'm just saying. It has possibilities. See, now I really am grasping for evidence to support my theory that Belle is the one who helped cast the curse. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but think about it, though, because if it ends up being true, like if any of that ends up being true, I'm going to, like, you'll, get, you'll find my jaw on the floor. Like if somebody could pick it up for me and hand it back, that'd be great. Thank you. So, um, 
Oh, and then, yeah, Regina drops her dish, and she and Emma go and have their talk and try to figure out what they're going to do. And I just want to say that Regina's hair looks very different from any way that we've ever seen it styled before. Um, I love, love, love Regina's Storybrooke hair. I, it's a yeah. little bit and longer. Yes, and her outfit, I love it. I, she looks so she looks so good. I mean, I've, I say that 500 times a week because I'm like, I love Lana and huge evil regal, but I have never really been a big, big fan of her Storybrooke wardrobe. It's mostly been her Enchanted Forest wardrobe, but I love her dress and her hair in this in the Storybrooke scenes in this. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Um, Angie is saying, it's Charming's baby. Adam and Eddie confirmed it in an interview. Well, thank you for popping that balloon, Angie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but, yeah, okay, so that's good to know. So there's not going to be any kind of soap opera stuff on the show. Okay, so that's good. Thank you, Angie, for pointing that out. Heart you. Miss your face. Hopefully I'll see you at something else. Okay, so um, then Little John gets taken by the flying monkey. Enough said there. Um, and then Emma said, okay. So then after, the, after that, right, it goes to commercial, and then the show comes back. And Emma says, you know, <laughs> something like it wouldn't be the first time we're going to date or something like that. And Hook says, who, the monster you were going to marry? And Charming goes, you were going to marry someone? And Hook says, did you just miss the part where I said monster? <laughs> yes, because he's daddy concerned. All he heard was oh, his daughter was getting married. Oh, Oh, it was so funny. I laughed. I thought it was funny. Um, it is funny. I want to know how much ribbing Jen Morrison got from the rest of the cast and the crew after it was no, revealed no, to them that no, 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 <laughs> that, no, that, no. I didn't know she's been dating a monkey. <laughs> no. I just, oh, oh God. Oh. Why? Why? Oh God. Of all the things. Okay. Uh, of so all funny. of the things. Of all of the things, Amy, a flying monkey, I tell you. Okay, anyways, I'm I'm not going to. Okay, so then after that, right, they have this little exchange where Emma is like, David, take him and his, and then Robin is like, marry men, and she's like, write them. (laughs) Like, I love the fact that this girl has, like, she knows who her parents are, she can do magic, she's been to fairytale land, she's played a dragon, she's done all of these things, and yet it's weird to her that not only is Robin Hood there with his merry men, but also later on in the episode when she can't believe that the, wick, can't believe that the Wicked Witch is real. Like, well, of course she's real, girl. Yeah. Like, what do you think? <laughs> exactly. I love that yeah, scene. So, that was so, so good. This looks like says the daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming. You know, like, right, yes, she's... exactly. Oh, my God, that was so funny. That was really funny, yeah. too. They had, I'm telling you, the dialogue is just it's popping really hard this season. I love it. Um, so then we get the scene in the town hall where everybody accuses Regina of having done her thing. And that scene was so cricket game, and I can say that because we just watched it a few weeks ago in the hiatus rewatch. That scene was so cricket game that it was ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. Emma even said, to say, she even says, you're not getting anywhere near Henry until I figure out what's going on. And that is almost word for word exactly what she said to Regina in the cricket game right before Regina sent her ass down the walkway with the magic. So it's like, right. oh, oh, my gosh. It's just so good. It's just so good. So, yeah, anyways, um, what am I saying now? Mm-hmm. That's when Belle said, who cursed us? You did, honey. Um, 
Okay, the witch, okay, so Zelina was in the crowd, right, and she's wearing that huge green brooch. Does anybody else think that that green brooch might have something to do with, like, the source of her power or, you know, something like that? Like, do you think that that is, is it just a piece of jewelry that she loves or, like, is, does, does that have something to do with it? have it. Just because every picture I've seen of her, she has to have, like, I mean, she always has that on, no matter what she's wearing. I think she has to have it. I think, yes, it has something to do with, but she mentioned she was also, you know, a student of magic with Rumpel, but I think she has to have that. It has something to do with her power, and I have a feeling, Peter just mentioned this, too, in the, uh, in the um, chat room that it might have something to do with cloaking her green skin in Storybrooke. I think that's a possibility, too. Oh, Maybe the needle like snapped it off her neck. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Okay. I like it, Peter Pizza. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's see. What else? Um, so, so when so then when we get the flashback, right, Regina moves the boulder so that they can get into the castle. Mm-hmm. Was I the only one who was thinking of the hag trying to get the boulder to fall on the seven dwarves in the animated version when she was doing that? I always was like, Regina, don't drop that on yourself, girl. Like, be careful with it because in another okay. version of your story, you don't you don't fare very well with that rock. This so doesn't end well for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like. I don't want this to be the story of you, Regina. Like, I don't want Bill to be telling this story to the bride as you're, you know, around a campfire someday, like, and kill Bill. Like, I just don't want that to happen. Like, it needs to be something mm-hmm. better. So, anyways, I thought that was funny. Um, and then Robin Hood shows up. I really can't wait until she sees his tattoo. I, I oh, can't wait for it. And right? I love the fact that they're dragging it out. I love the fact that they're delaying it, that it's not happening immediately. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see that, oh, Regina and Emma are working together, and they're going to figure out who cast the curse. Right on, girls. I'm on with it. Let's go, ladies. Let's go to town. So um, I, just want to know, I just want to point out one thing about that scene, too, that I noticed. Emma has softer makeup on. She has a little bit of lipstick on, looking a little bit different, like, in this half of the season. I think that her, her year in New York kind of, you know, giving her a break and giving her some happiness you know, I think that that's definitely changed her a little bit. So picked up a little fashion. Yeah, picking up. Yeah, you know, with her clothes being a little, little flashier and a, a little bit more plaid in the case of some yeah. pants that shall, that shall from here on out go unmentioned. Um, let's see here. Um, so then Robin Hood and Regina break into the castle, and we find out that Marion died because of something that Robin Hood did, and I find that very interesting, and I would like to see more of that. Uh, and find out exactly, or at least, you know, in dialogue, tell us what happened. Like, I, I want, we have met Maid Marian before. I would like to know what happened to her character, please. Um, right. So then we get to the part where Re- Regina says that she sealed the door to the crypt with blood magic, and as soon as she said that, Amy, I knew it. I was like, they're sisters. They're totally sisters. They're sisters. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They're sisters. Like, and that was, I knew it. I just knew in that moment that that was it. Especially when they go into the crypt, right? And they start talking about Cora and motherhood and missing her son and stuff. And I was like, oh, this witch is about to be your sister, Regina. You don't even know what's coming, honey. I'm just going to pop some popcorn and wait for the sparks to fly because this is going to be good. Yes. And it was, too. It sure was. It was. And I just want to point out, 
Yeah, and I just want to point out one more thing, too, that when Henry is sitting there playing his video game um, and Snow comes and sits down at his table and suggests they go to the library, he's playing a Tron video game because he says that he just derezzed the guy in the game. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. I was like, me and my husband were both, Tron, as soon as it happened. And also, another little hidden thing in this, I don't know if you guys saw it because I had to look through the photos to find it, but uh, I think it's Pocahontas was in the town meeting, diner either. I don't know if it was this episode or the one before, but, yeah, they're they're slowly kind of, you know, hiding, well, but what? not hiding. I didn't, know that, I didn't know that Carl had been on once upon a time. I need yes. screen caps. But we're going we're to need to find that. That's the only place I saw it too. I'll have to, it, it, it's, I had to catch it in a screen cap because it was way too fast in the actual show. But yeah, Pocahontas this week, and I think last week it was that it was Carl and Ellie sitting in the uh, in Granny's diner. So cute. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that then because I love I adore that movie. So yeah, we gotta see that. Okay, that's a crying so movie then- for me. <laughs> It is a, well, yeah, because the montage alone at the beginning will send you into tears for crying out loud. It gives you the ugly yes. side. So, um, yes. So, okay, then we get the conversation, the creepy as all get-up conversation between Snow and Zelina in Granny's, where Zelina is, you know, she's a wicked one, let me just tell you. Because first of all, she says that, you know, I missed the first curse, so everything in this world is still kind of new. And then she's, you know, Snow says that she'll get used to it. But before that happens, Snow says that she's Mary Margaret in Storybrooke. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why is she Mary Margaret in Storybrooke? I don't understand that. I will not understand that until they actually have somebody explain it, either on the show or in the interview. Like I'm, I don't get it. I don't Her either, name like happy and grumpy walk in and they they call you know they say well bashful's missing now too and you know that every other people are being called by their fairy tale names i would know and not not mary margaret anymore i wonder if that's like a parallel thing that she's got going on with regina where she actually wants to leave the fairy tale life behind and just have and be a normal person because they did kind of go into that territory last year when they were talking about you know the houses and everything so I wonder if that is something that maybe she that's a conscious choice on her part because she doesn't want to be Snow White. Maybe she you know, she just doesn't want to do it anymore or something. I don't know. I don't understand it, and I won't until they tell us. So um, so then Snow asked her, who were you back in our land? And Zelina says, oh, no one you remember. Oh, you are a wicked one, Miss Thing. You are so uh-huh. wicked, saying that first. Of course she doesn't remember because you helped, they helped, you helped Neil and Belle cast a curse on him. That's why you, you wicked old witch. Uh, I love her so much. And I just say, I love this character so hard. I have, I rarely have fallen in love with a character so hard so quickly. But Selena, like, instantly, like, had me. She is just deliciously evil. Um, I think, I just, think, I think she's fantastic. I love it. I absolutely am loving Rebecca's performance in this. I call her Rebecca. Like, I and know her on a personal basis. I just don't know how to say her last name. No, that's okay. It's, I mean, and what a wicked, like, she tells Snow White she's a midwife. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. That's so creepy. Do? <laughs> I know. That is so That's like something out of a Stephen King novel creepy. Like, it's just creepy. Yeah. She's creeping on Snow White's baby, which, uh And touching her stomach uh. like, I honestly, I had the thought when she touched Snow's stomach, I was like, okay, did she so, just like, turn that baby something. green? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought if she, I, I, I was thinking, I hope she didn't just do something when she touched no stomach. Yeah, that was my thought, too. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. So then we see that Regina was making herself a sleeping curse, which is tragic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love there was a brief mention of the fact that um, Regina got her original sleeping curse from Maleficent, but has since learned how to do it herself. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of that Maleficent, that gummit. Oh, my God, did you see the trailer for Maleficent, the movie that they released today with Angelina Jolie? Oh, my good gravy. Yes. It looks so good. And you know it comes out the same weekend as Spooky Empire Mayhem. Peter Pizza alerted me to that fact today. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't been to the theater to see a movie in a really long time um, with the kids and everything. You know, it's just kind of hard to budget. But I think I might have to go see that one. Because I love Maleficent. I have always loved Maleficent. Yeah. I'm uh, so excited. Definitely. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for that movie. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, I do have a little bit of concern because the dragon at the end of that trailer today was not uh, breathing green fire. It was, in fact, normal colored fire. And I hope that that's just an effects thing that they have yet to fix because, um, you know, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but um, Maleficent the dragon breathes green fire. It's fairly evident. I think she will, because in one of the posters that it shows her, the fire that's all around her is green. So I think... Well, yeah, I I think her whole thing is green fire. Like, when she was, every time she uses magic in the trailer, in every trailer we've seen, she's got the green fire around her. So it doesn't make any sense to me that that does not have green fire. It just needs to have it. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway, enough about the Maleficent movie. So, um... So, yeah, Regina is, uh, she, okay, yeah, so she's in pain, and Robin is arguing with her not to use the sleeping curse on herself, and then it goes back to Storybrooke, and she's sitting there making the potion with Emma, and they're having their conversation, and which was really fascinating, actually, for Emma to sit there and say, Regina, I always know when you're lying, and all that other stuff, and then um, mm-hmm. they said that they need to spread the word about their, after the, the potion fails, right, and they need to spread the word about everything that's going on, um, she, Regina's like, I know exactly who to tell. And then Grumpy comes in, big news, everybody. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, apparently he is the town crawler. Like, I love it. Like, he's, you know what, little did we know that in the animated Robin Hood, the guy who was sitting there going, one o'clock and all is well was actually just Grumpy in disguise. Who knew? Oh, there so you go. Then, so then little John turns into a flying monkey in the hospital. And, uh... Dr. Whale has that great Star Trek line where it says, don't look at me, I'm a doctor, not a vet. And then yes. think like, you know, damn it, Jim. Damn it, like, Jim. <laughs> yeah. And then so then we get Regina and Emma, and they're in the bug, and they have that hilarious conversation where Regina's like, so is this really what you do for a living? Just sit here and wait and do nothing? Like, that was, it was just <laughs> funny. Like bored. Yeah, because really, I think about it, since Emma never really had her own apartment or anything in Storybrooke, right? Like, she was living with Mary Margaret and Regina. She she never went over there. This is the first time that we actually see Regina in Emma's personal space. And I thought yeah. that was very interesting, too, because it gives it a different dynamic. Like, Regina was like, I just it just felt different, and I liked it a lot. So, yeah. Um and then she says, and then Emma says that great thing where, you know, she came back because Henry would say that a hero would come back. 
and it's just great. It's just it's just fantastic. And then Zelina is in the office, and she disappears, and then, you know, <laughs> and then they showed up the great part where they're figuring out, you know, that the Wicked Witch cursed them, and Emma's like, who, the Wicked Witch of the West? And she's like, seriously, she's real too? And then, uh, oh, and that's, but what I love was that when they start that scene, they start out with Snow's line of, they're being turned into flying monkeys? Like, it, it made yeah. me chuckle. I don't know why, but it just made me laugh that that was how they started the scene. I, I thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the shield falls. Yeah, and just the shield falls, and then Regina gets into the castle, and she has the big showdown with Zelina. And, Amy, we are running out of time for Wonderland, so we can keep talking about this. But, hmm. Well, we can hmm. cover this, do? and if we, if we run short on Wonderland, we can add it in next week. So, I mean, we're, we're good. Because we still have a lot to cover between the two. Okay, so here's what we'll do, everybody. We're going to keep talking about Once Upon a Time on this episode. But if we run out of time and we don't get to cover Wonderland, then I'll figure it out with you, Amy. But we can always do another show this week talking about Wonderland last week because we don't. it doesn't have to be once a week. Uh, we can have another show another day this week and do it again. So if you're available, we might be able to do that. Okay, cool. So um, let's see. Um, maybe we should just, hmm, maybe that's an idea. Maybe we should discuss having two podcasts a week, one for each show, because then we can really talk about it in depth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have to think. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, like let, us, let us know what you would think about that in the chat room and on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Would you rather just listen to one show where we talk about both episodes, or would you rather us break it up so that we can talk about each episode in depth and do it twice a week, because that might actually be a little bit more productive, and we can really get into some stuff there, and have a little bit more interaction with you guys, too, if you call in and stuff, that'd be pretty cool. So anyways, um, we get the scene where where Regina is in the castle, and she stops the shield, and it falls, and then Zelina shows up, and <laughs> in her dress, and she takes the sleeping curse on the spindle thing from Regina, and she's talking to her, and she says that, that there's that you know she tells her that she's her sister and then it goes to commercial and then she comes back when it comes back to commercial and she's like well half sisters but you know details details and then she walks away and her dad's like that's not possible you're green and she's like when you're rude and and then she's like and then the part that I love the most which I was like oh you are catty you are wicked I love you was but she Regina's like that's my dress and she's like I know had to have it taken in a little bit at the hips but it looks better on me anyway. I was like, oh, bitch, it's long. I was like, burn. I was like, come on, Regina. Start clawing her eyes out. Throw a fireball. Do something. (laughs) But, yeah, she is so catty. She was obviously kind of hurt by Regina's, you know, oh, but you're green. So that's, that's obviously a sensitive subject with Zelina. So I have a feeling she didn't start green. I think something happened to her. Either she's green with envy or, like you said, maybe it was a spell that went wrong and turned her green. So something something definitely happened there. And did you notice, I forgot to ask you, when uh, Regina and Robin Hood were in the crypt, that Regina said the exact same line about Henry that Rumpel had said about Bay in a previous episode yeah. about him not being lost, not being dead. Yeah, I, I did notice that. that. I skipped over it because I was trying to hurry through the through the discussion. But yeah, I did notice that a lot. Um, 
that was like a major parallel thing because it seems to be a lot of parallels to stuff that they've done in previous seasons, which I really mm-hmm. like because it's just it's just giving the characters more more complexity. As I was saying, more about Belle and if she had cast the curse and you know a couple of other things. So um, yeah, I really like the idea. Um, I I just like that parallel and I really think that it might be, you know, I mean because you know we got to remember that eventually you know, Rumpel found Bay, so eventually Regina will find a way to be with Henry and he'll remember her again. Like, we just, you know, there's always hope. Like, now Regina, and you know what's so funny is that the person who's bringing Regina the hope that she'll get to know Henry again is Emma. Yes. That is so funny. It's such a turnaround. Like, there are so many similarities and parallels between season one and what we're seeing now. And I love it because season one was where we all got caught up in these stories and everybody was just just starting to really get into it. And I love seeing all of these parallels. And it's, it's not even the same characters that are paralleling the lines and the situations and the things. It's, we're seeing it in other characters, but similar lines along the story and it's just been playing out so good, even just in these first Yeah, years. and I really am – I can't wait for that kind of stuff to continue. I really want more of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I really – it's just, like that's what, that's what I was saying. Remember earlier in the show when I was saying that I felt that this episode was really balanced? That's a good example of what I was talking about. Um, mm. it, it, it was just really well-balanced, really well-rounded. Um, it was just a great episode. I really, really liked it a lot. So, um, anyways, um, in the episode there, what was happening was Zelina, Zelina and Regina, because, you know, Cora, can, she knows how to pick a name. So, um, <laughs> Zelina and Regina um, are talking, and they're sisters, and here's the big thing, right, because here's the big mystery, and they may have hinted at it already, they may not have, we're not really sure, but the question is not really, you know, we know who her mother was. Who exactly is the Wicked Witch's dad? Because mm-hmm. from something that she said, from one of her pieces of dialogue, it could very well be Rumpelstiltskin. It's possible. Um, because, however, I don't think that they're going to make it Rumpel because I really feel, and it's just my opinion, that if they were to do that, it would totally cheapen and take away from Rumpel's entire struggle to find Balefire. I feel yeah. that if he had another child after Bay, that it would just totally take all of the weight and gravitas out of Rumpel and Bay's relationship. His search for him, cast it. The whole point of the show is was for him to find Bay from the kind of from the beginning, like the way that it started. That was the whole point of this whole thing. So I really think that if they were to make Rumpel her dad, that that's what it would do. That's just my opinion. I think so, too, if it was to turn out that he knew about her, because then it would be like he, you know, threw one child away but continues to search for the other one, and I don't like that. If it turns out that Rumpel's her dad and never knew, then I can see that, you know, playing out because of the relationship history we've already seen between him and Cora. But if I really, really don't see her turning out to be his child, him having known about it, but just not giving a crap and only focusing on his son. I don't, I don't see where that would be 
I don't. I just don't think that's going to turn out to be the storyline. Yeah, um, I don't think I would prefer it in either case, but it would obviously be a lot easier to accept if he did not know about her. Um, right. But the thought of that is still the thought of it is still repulsive to me, to be honest. Um, I just I don't like it. I I just mm-hmm. don't like it. I feel that. I, yeah, no, I just don't like it. So um, and that, and there's no real reason why I just don't. So, um, but one thing that I that I do think would be interesting, and it kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier about Snow White cheating on Prince Charming. What if her dad is King Leopold, Snow White's dad? Because hmm. then that he would make the Wicked Witch Snow White. What did I say? No, that's that's what I'm asking. You're talking about Zelina's dad. Zelina maybe having yeah, the same I'm, dad. Yeah, I'm saying what if, Zelina's, what if Zelina's dad is King Leopold, who is Snow White's dad? Because then Zelina, the Wicked Witch, would be the Evil Queen's sister and Snow White's sister. Mm. How's that see, for I like that. I like that because that kind of would answer one of my questions I was going to ask you because I was going to ask you why do you think Zelina is interested in Snow White's baby. I mean, she's obviously very interested in the baby. So that would make sense. I mean, if she feels like she has to get revenge on both of these sides of the family. Hmm. Yeah, and I think I that, like that, that kind of, yeah, I think that that would be interesting because then it would be like, you know, Regina and Snow have to basically look at each other and be like, well, now we have to deal with our sister. Isn't this great? Like, mm-hmm. I and they would have would to be... team up. And it, yeah, and plus, and, 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 if, in fact, Zelina was Snow White's sister, too, then that would fill in the gap for the other missing piece to Henry's family tree, because they said earlier this season that Henry's family tree would grow by two places. And we know what one of them is because Snow White and Charming, supposedly, are having a baby. Mm-hmm. So what's the other one? And, the, and, and even though Zelina is Regina's, you know, sister, that does not make her a blood relative to Henry because Regina is not a blood relative to Henry. So, right. so if Zelina were Snow White's sister, then she would, therefore, be a blood relative and that would fill in the other spot. Now, of course, that is completely dependent on the fact that, you know, the missing relative would have to be blood, because I don't know if they actually said that. But now Henry's aunt is the, oh, my gosh. Henry's aunt is the Wicked Witch. So instead of, like, Uncle Henry, it's like, it's like a, oh, that's, a, that's so clever. I love it. It is. Of course, this also means that Cora pimped out her daughter to one of her former lovers, if that turns out to be true. Because yeah, maybe, she, that's you know... <laughs> maybe that's what won't be the case. Um, but it's no better than it being Rumpel, because then it takes away from Rumpel's character. Like <laughs> Anything is better than a flying monkey. <laughs> So uh, I guess it's okay. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. I'm steering the. I'm steering the van away from this. Don't make me come back there. Okay. So um. So yeah. Um. I really want to know who her dad is. I think it's going to be part of one. You know, one of the many several mysteries that we're probably going to have to figure out this season, over this second half of the season, I should say. Um. 
Really looking forward to how that's going to pan out and what it's going to be. I don't know who else it could be. Maybe her, maybe her dad is the wizard. No, that doesn't make any sense. Who would Cora have had contact with for it to make sense? It would have been Rumple, or maybe Leopold, because maybe that was her way of getting revenge on Eva, right? Like, maybe yeah. Rumple does something. Maybe Rumple like does something to take. Regina's kid, because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Originally, Henry, like Regina's dad, Henry, he was royalty. But then something happened to be to make it where not only was Cora not the queen, but she like kind of wasn't. It didn't seem to be anything. And Regina wasn't yeah. royalty because she had to get her to marry, you know, the king. So what exactly happened to King Xavier's kingdom that? you know, led to that whole thing? Like, did Rumpel do something to dissolve that kingdom? And that's why Cora was, like, was that his revenge for her? Was his revenge turning her green? Ooh. Oh, there's so many possibilities. Could Rumpel have turned Zelina green as a way of getting revenge on Cora for maybe having Leopold's baby? Hmm. There are so many options of it. There are just so many. It could be one of a million situations, and that's part of the fun of it, is trying to figure out how it could have worked. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I mean, there obviously, are so many it's... ways this could go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I need a pen well, and paper so I can try and figure out the family tree <laughs> and all these like, sometimes, concerns. And... Sometimes I like, figure stuff out like because I'm sitting here talking it out on the podcast because, you know, if I start talking like this in my normal, regular, everyday conversations with, you know, the people that I see every day, they're going to look at me like I'm a loon. Like, I'm Bell out of the asylum, for crying out loud. So, right, you know, right, I can't – that's why. And so I'm trying to sit here and think, like, what could it be? What would it be? And that's really the only – I guess those are the only plausible scenarios, right? Like, you know what, I don't know what I else like, – I love the, the theory that so is the other half-sister because I've been saying for a couple weeks now that I would love to see – that the Oz concept that there are four witches, north, south, east, west, two are considered wicked and two are considered good. And if if it's Regina and Zelina are the east and west, then maybe that makes Snow and Glenda the north and south. Even though, I mean, I know that Snow has not been to Oz, but if she is a sister and cast her in that role. I just want to see Oz mm. in general. I hope we start getting some Oh, my God. I can't too. wait for that. I am so yeah. excited for that. Oh, I just, I just, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, I, that's, I can't wait to see their take on, you know, on the Emerald City, on the Yellow Brick Road, on uh, uh, just, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, there's just yeah I <laughs> I can't and wait the for other that. Characters. Oz is gonna be so good. Yeah I, uh, I I don't know I think I tweeted it I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast my son and my husband said they went and bought me some poppy flower seeds and they planted some in a little flower pot for me and in honor of this new Oz arc that we're going through right now so. It's super cute. We've got odd stuff all over our house. Ever since I made those ruby slippers for this mid-season premiere, 
I'm finding red glitter all over my house. It looks like I hosted a kindergarten <laughs> party here. It's like everywhere. It's in my bed. It's on my cat, my poor cat. He's like sparkly. And I'm like, oh, my God, fat pants, you poor thing. So, yeah, I, we have all kinds of stuff going on for Oz here. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, back in the day, my grandma used to have yeah, back in the day. Back in my day, I was a kid. Anyways, um, <laughs> back in the day, my grandma had given me because she's a huge uh, Wizard of Oz fan too, and she used to have these salt and pepper shakers. And one of them was Glinda, and the other one was the Wicked Witch. And I used mm. to have them, and then I gave them to a friend of mine, or I think I might have given them to Goodwill or something, like a couple of years back, or maybe a few months back. And now I am so regretting not having them anymore because, like, I made this little video and I put it on YouTube and I put it on my Facebook page and I might put it on Twitter just because it's funny. But um, I made this video where, because my grandma has these old ceramic statues that they used to make of all the, the one, you know, Disney characters and stuff. She's got a massive collection of them. And, um, really? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to take pictures. I got to meet up with your grandma. <laughs> yeah, like you, you should see some of the stuff she's got. It's pretty cool. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, um, I made this little video where it's like the evil queen is looking at her cell phone, so it's like over the shoulder, and you see like, you know, like you can see the wicked witch, like the picture of the wicked witch. And says, "I'm gonna take everything away from you." And I, well, I, I put Captain Hook, Snow White, and Jiminy Cricket kind of in the background, and they're kind of out of focus, but you can still see that they're there. And then it does, like, a close-up on the phone, and then it does, like, a close-up on the Evil Queen's face. And I was like, if Wicked Witch makes threat, Evil Queen is not amused. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll put it on the Facebook page for the podcast, and then I'll, I'll put it on Twitter, too, so that everybody can see it if you're interested. Because I, I, mean, I think it's pretty funny. Amy, I think you watched yes. it. I don't know. Do you think it's I don't think I've seen it, but I want to. So send me that. And send me all the pictures of your grandma's. Disney goodies. Ah, I'm such a Disney freak. I was just freaking out today because I am like the last person on earth who has not seen Frozen yet. And right now, I'm oh my it, god! I know, and I don't. I, I know it came out today, but I don't have it in the budget because I have a huge medical bill this month, so I can't go out and get it yet. So I'm dying. I'm such a Disney freak, and we normally see the movies in the theaters, and we haven't seen this one, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to see this movie. So, yeah, send me all and, pictures and of all you, your grandma's you're, movies. You're, you, you haven't seen Frozen. You're fired. Please clean out your office. We need you out of here by the end of the day. I can't believe like, I will have to find a way. Like, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray today. I'm actually going to go pick my copy up after we get done with the podcast, as a matter of fact. So, um, but anyways, um, you've got, you have got to see it. Like, somebody in Florida, like, you know, head on over to Amy's house. Well, meet Amy at a neutral location in public that's safe. And give her, you know, let her use your copy really quick. And then, you know, she'll bring it back. Like, we can come up with some kind of once movie rental exchange program. It'll be like once there a box. Go. Instead of red box, it'll be once box, okay? Totally. We can make box. it happen. Exactly. Box. We can make it happen. Because <laughs> then we can start, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, we just start exchanging movies with each other. Like, yeah, no, oh, my God, that's funny. Uh, anyways, the thought of people doing that is kind of hilarious. Anyways, um. So, yeah, we find out that, you know, the Wicked Witch is the evil queen sister, and because we totally got off track. And um, 
she goes back and she tells Robin that she finally has something she hasn't had in a long time, which is somebody to destroy, and she's looking totally mm. psycho when she says it. And then she was, she looked crazed. She looked insane. I loved it, but she looked insane. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I was like, get it, girl. It was awesome. She <sighs> looked nuts. So fabulous. And then the episode, you know, and then we see, hmm? I was going to say, why do you think Selena needed her blood? Um, I don't know, because, because originally people were asking me on Twitter if I, you know, why I thought she needed the blood. And, some, and I think it might have been Sam or somebody who said that, you know, she needed the blood to break, you know, the blood lock on the castle. But she was already in the castle by the time the monkey brought her, by the time Walsh the monkey brought her back the blood from Regina. Mm-hmm. She was already in the castle. So... She didn't need it for that. She said specifically once she got that blood that now she would be able to have her revenge. And her, right. her revenge is, includes casting this curse. So, you know, there's, there's something else afoot here with that blood. I, I don't think it had anything to do with her trying to break the bloodlock because she'd already broken it. She wouldn't need Regina's blood to break the bloodlock because they're sisters. So, it, I mean, it, that's not the case. Um, what I find interesting, though, is at the very end of the episode we see – that, you know, the way that Zelina has Rumple in a storm cellar, by the way, for those of you who are looking for Wizard of Oz Easter egg, she's got him down in a storm cellar. Um, Tornado. And yeah, down in the cage. And Rumple, oh, my God, can I just say, even though his scene lasted maybe a minute and a half, two minutes tops, Robert Carlyle, his performance crazy. in that case, oh, my God, he was just like the Rumple from the pilot. He was just great. I mean, a complete yeah. lunatic, and I just loved it. I loved it so I, hardcore. I loved it. It was so good. I was tweeting. I was like, the, oh, he's back to being the imp in the box. It's just like the first, the very first uh, episode from the pilot. So good. I love seeing him nuts like that. It was fantastic. Yeah, he and, and I he said, he said, you never should have brought me back. And I think that is very, very much open to interpretation. Because what does that mean? Did he mean you shouldn't have brought me back to Storybrooks? Did that mean you shouldn't have brought me back to life? What exactly did that mean? Like, hmm. I have questions. I need answers. I know. I feel like I need to get another episode under my belt before I can start making any sound hardcore theories. What did you think about uh, this a lot about the outlaw queen, about Robin Hood and Regina? Because I said many times that going into this, I wasn't sure until I saw them together how I was going to feel about it. And after watching this episode, I really, really liked the pairing a lot. Um, in my opinion on Outlaw Queen is when is the wedding? Ah, good. <laughs> because I, I never, because you know what it was? Robin Hood, like, I, like, even though he's a thief, you can tell. There's mm-hmm. something in Regina. She respects him. She likes this guy. She does. She likes yeah. him. She doesn't know why. She respects him, and she actually listens to him because, you know, normally if somebody tried to stop her from doing what she was going to do, she would have just left him, you know, sitting down in the tunnel. She would have glued his feet to the tunnel and gone up herself, but she didn't. She let him go into the crypt with her. You know, she kept him alive. She didn't do anything to hurt him. Like, she kind of choked him a little bit, but that was it. Like, 
<laughs> and he liked it. That was all it was. <laughs> yeah, and he liked it. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, they had a really interesting dynamic, and I love them together. And I can't, I'm telling you, one of the moments I am looking forward to the most on this show this season is when Regina finally sees his tattoo. I cannot wait for that. Me too. I cannot wait. And I wonder if she's going to see it in the past year in Enchanted Forest or if she's going to see it in Storybrooke for when she exactly. tries to get That's that glimpse the, the first time. Yeah, because then here's going to be the sad thing too. If they sat there and they they built something over here and they fell in love and he saw through the evil queen and just got to know Regina and fell in love with her and now they don't remember each other, Oh, 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 and because if they see each other again and they're just back to being all snarky and stuff, oh, my God, it's just, it's going to be so good. This season yeah. has to be fantastic. We only have a minute left in the show, you guys. We obviously did not get to cover Wonderland, so um, stay tuned for an announcement tomorrow on how we're going to cover Wonderland, whether or not we'll be back for another episode this week or if we're just going to cover it in next week's. Um, we also do want to hear from you guys on what you think about that, whether or not we should just keep Once Upon a Time and Wonderland in one podcast or if we should split it up and do it in two separate shows throughout the week. So let us know, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday of next week with our wrap-up of this week's Wonderland, next week's Once Upon a Time, and all the latest news and everything else that you guys need to know. So thank you very much for listening to the show. We hope you guys had a good time. Thank you all for joining us in the chat. We appreciate it. We've got 10 seconds left. Good night, everybody. Night.